I am Araceli, a wealth advisor, real estate investor in the United States and Canada, and creator of Wealthy Women in Real Estate. Every week, I meet with Colette, a real estate broker and a real estate investor in Canada. We come together to talk about all things real estate investing and how to increase your wealth. Join us. Welcome, everyone. This is Eris Sally, Transition Wealth Advisor and Real Estate Investor in the U.S. and Canada. And remember, if you're looking to buy a property in the U.S., that's my specialty. So please contact me. And today, my chat with Colette. Colette, can you introduce yourself and tell us what we're talking about? Sure, of course. Hi, everybody. My name is Colette. I am a residential real estate broker in Ontario, specifically GTA West. Uh, I love it. I love what I do. Aerosol and I love talking about investment properties, well, any kind of properties whatsoever, but we specifically like residential. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, Aerosol likes the US. I like the US too, but I still have little cold feet, you know, invest in the US. Yeah. But uh, I like investing in Canada and Ontario specifically. And today we are talking about something that I get questions about all the time. I'm sure Aerosol gets questions about yeah. that too. And she's actually done something like this yep. in the U.S. So our subject today is kind of exciting. I, I really like, uh, I think it's exciting because people are always interested in rent to own. And what does it mean? And is it a scam? And yeah. sounds shady and, you know, all these things. And can it actually work for someone? Well, it could be. I think Colette uh, rent to own really got a bad reputation a few years back because people went in and companies weren't really upfront to tell you what it's expected, and that's why it seemed like a like a scam, right? Okay. So that's yeah. So that's why Colette is going to give you exactly the things that you need to do. I think I believe that this is a very good way for many people that are not able to do it today. That's, right. that's, that's the clue. You cannot do it today for other reasons besides financial. Right. That's the thing, right? And Colette is going to tell you exactly what it is. Okay, so tell us the first thing okay. that you so, wanted yeah, to look say, for. I, I, wanted to hold up, I wanted to hold up something that looks like documents. So okay. most importantly, it's not worth anything unless it's written on documents and it's actually supporting both parties. So it's not one-sided, like just for the rent-to-own company, it's actually for, uh, so, so let's, let's just go through the, the moving parts of, of what a rent-to-own actually is. So number one is the investor or the owner. Number two is the tenant, tenant. Tenant buyer. Yeah, who will be the buyer yeah. in the end. And there's also a third party sometimes which is a rent-to-own company that puts the two people together or the two parties together to say, hey, you know, we have the proper documents, we have the formulas, we have everything that, that will help both people or both parties have a successful agreement. So that is worth a lot of money. So guess what? Number one, you're going to have to pay that company fees, not just the one fee. So there's a setup, let's say a setup fee, Yep. And then there's also monthly fees for maintenance. So they might have something written in to actually go visit the properties, to check on the properties, to make sure the tenant buyer is taking care of the property. Uh, you know, it's almost like a landlord or sorry, a property management company slash rent to own company that does paperwork as well. 
So now you have the setup. So you understand the owner is the person, or sorry, the investor is the person that's going, or the party that's going on title. The tenant does not go on title. So I have to remember which hand is which. I should have written, you know, owner, tenant, <laughs> or buyer, tenant, investor, tenant on each yeah. hand. So really just to have this understanding that these two parties have very specific rules. So the tenant is the one that can't buy a property without having an investor. The investor says, hey, listen, I want to do something nice. I'm still going to make money, but I, you know, want to only have an investment for, let's say, two to five years. Yep. And once that agreement ends, let's say, you know, we can do one number. So let's say four years at a four year mark, the owner investor gets the mortgage on the property. They have to be responsible for paying those payments. The tenant pays the investor an agreed amount monthly or biweekly or whichever way you agree. And they also pay a second fee. So let's say rent is, let's make it easy, $1,000 a month. That's market rent. That tenant will ask will be asked to pay an extra $500 because that $500 extra a month will go down into the down payment of the purchase at the end of the agreement. So now if you say, okay, here's my investor, he's going to put so much money down. It doesn't even matter how much he puts down because he has to carry either mortgage or he pays it outright. It's none of your business as the tenant, what he's going to do, he or she. Oh, the other thing I have to say, this is all aerosoling in my, not just experience, but it's our opinion on how we feel about a rent to own situation. Yeah, and I, and I will tell you my experience with it as well, because I've done it here in the US. Okay, good. So now we're going to talk about the company a little bit that does a rent to own. So you, uh, if you're in Canada, you can go to C-A-R-O-P which is the Canadian Association of uh, Rent-to-Own, um, forget. Properties. Professionals, I think. Professionals, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just said it and I completely forgot already. Um, so it's, uh, yes, of Rent-to-Own Professionals. Thank you for that. So go check it out too. You can go take a look and you can call anybody on the list and just get that information from them. So again, it's caropca and take a look and, you know, meet up with someone and they can give you the details. So this also doesn't work in every market. So if you think of the GTA, forget it. No rent to own company will touch anything over, let's say $500,000 because the numbers just won't work out because, and especially the way the mortgage rates are right now. Yeah. And the rent markets too. Exactly. So it's very, very expensive to do this. But if you're in secondary markets, like let's say Windsor, uh, Sudbury, Sault Ste. Marie, any of these smaller communities that are up north and the properties are quite big and they actually have a good number. The other thing too, aside from rent to own, if you have trouble with your finances and you can't live on your own or you can't afford to buy a house, if you can buy a property that has an income suite or some other way to to rent out the garage or something like that 
that is really the goal here. And even with the rent to own, they like to invest in triplexes, in fourplexes, in even properties that can be converted into separate units. Because even though you will make money, you got to live. Like fundamentally, you got to live. Yeah. Whatever reason, if if you can't afford to live in that spot anymore, and you're going to default on on your payments, guess what happens? You're out. That's that's what happens. And you lose all of that money that you actually have paid into. That is, that is a very good point, Colette, to talk about because people, that's, I think that's why this uh, transaction, I'm going to call it, or strategy, got a really bad reputation because when people weren't able to qualify at the end of the term, they couldn't recover any of the money paid. So it is right. very important for you to understand that the two parts of it it's they're not refundable because you're paying rent and you're paying another portion towards the down payment. But if the contract cannot be uh, executed, then you automatically forfeit what you put into. So that is very, very important. Exactly. So the nice thing though, the nice thing, you know, talking about the tenant uh, purchaser at the end of the, the term, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I get all starry eyed because I think it would be a great opportunity for someone to get in today. We both know five years from now, you know, that property is going to be more expensive. How much more? Nobody knows, but we all have a like residential. Anybody who's in residential real estate has an idea of a range. So when they do that paperwork, they say in five years, we, we, we assume the property is going to be worth this much. If the paperwork says, you know, I'm going to buy the property now for $500,000 in five years from now, it's going to be $600,000. So you tenant purchaser will have to come up with whatever that number we agreed on this number today. Mm -hmm. If it's worth $700,000 or $800,000 after the five year term, great that tenant. Oh my God, they'll be laughing. So it's, the 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 specifics about the numbers and the paperwork and how do i figure this out in five years will i have that money yeah it has to be your income it has to be if again if you have that second suite or third suite in the property that you can make a little bit of money that you know you'll have savings in it you have to figure out the buyout before you even sign the paperwork well, everything would be laid out in the paperwork before you even actually sign and agree to it. So you need to understand exactly what you need to come up with. Also, the one thing that we haven't talked about, it is the credit. And that's usually why people will decide to do a rent to own because they don't have the credit score. For whatever reason, they had to go bankrupt, but now they have a good job and they're still recovering and they, they really have a need for for a house. Well, and this right? is the interesting thing too. So talking to different companies, they're all going to have a different kind of uh, uh, structure. But from what I understand um, from a couple different companies, I've just, you know, briefly spoken to um, the, the tenant buyer will have to put something down immediately. Oh yeah, absolutely. Be invested. Yeah. Uh, there is a um, monthly fee that the landlord, or sorry, the, the, the investor will have to pay mm-hmm. to do the maintenance, but also the tenant has to realize that this is much better 
then going as far as I understand from these companies, it's much better than going to a B or C lender. B and C lenders, they're out there. The fees are astronomical. They oh, yeah. don't want to take on people with bad debt. So really as a tenant buyer, and you are so focused on, on owning this home, fantastic. Then you're, you're both on the same page. You both have the same goal. The, the land, like usually I want to say, um, the investors are not bad people. They actually yeah. want to make money, but they also want to help people too. So it's, it's a win-win for them. If everything goes as planned, let's say at the end of the term, the tenant buyer says, oh my God, I, I can't do it. There's no way I can do it. Yeah. They have to look at their paperwork, understand that they are owed nothing at the end of the term. Or if there's something written, like, let's say that $500 extra fee that I was talking about, mm -hmm. maybe write in, because really the investor has to have money. They have to earn money, you know, and then at the end of it, they have the pain in the butt and all the fees to sell it on the open market. Let's say if they don't want to continue to do it. Yeah. So there are certain things that they, that the investor can do at the end of the term. But really this is more, if I can say, this is my opinion. It's more geared to the investor side only because the statistics, as far as I know, not with specific companies, but in general, people default quite often on that. But the reason is because a lot of the companies and now a lot of the companies are doing this, that they're actually helping the tenant buyer to take care of their credit and do things that they need to do during that time period, because that is the only way that you're gonna be getting ahead and that is gonna work for you. So if you're considering doing a rent one as a tenant buyer, yeah. just be aware that you need to work on that time period right. to get your finances up to, to a certain point. Right? I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what your your monthly fees are. It's for bookkeeping, accounting, it's for helping you with your financials, and it's also helping the investor um, keep an eye on the property too, to say, hey, you know what, like this is going on or this has happened or like they're fantastic and they're keeping the property really nice. Because really at the end of the day, the tenant wants that house. Yeah. And it's theirs. And if they don't treat it well, then maybe they're going to write something in there too to say, you know, now we need to make sure that you're paying for garbage removal every month or so. So there are all these things that can be written into the agreement on either side. So that's why that fee, those fees with these rent to own companies is quite valuable. If you've never done it before, uh, as an investor, if I really wanted to do it, I would probably go with the company because I don't know what should be in that agreement. So why not go with the company to say, hey, uh, tell me what the fees are. If your purchase price is $500,000 to pay, let's say $20,000 for a fee to help for you to get the paperwork and everything done, that's like a lawyer. You might as well just pay it and write <laughs> the right document, right? So yeah, that's true. Well, I'm going to gonna tell you, Colette, that yeah, you can get a company to do this. So have the in-between the investor and the tenant buyer, but you don't have to. I tell you that because I've done it myself. I I was the investor. I had a property which 
It was far away. I did not have a property manager to take care of at the time. So I only had two options. I either sell it or do a rent-to-own deal. And the reason is because most of the rent-to-own deals, the tenant buyer will take care of all the management of the property. If something goes wrong, I think most companies, they have up to a certain amount. You must have the property in and state that it is livable when you give it to the tenant buyer. You're not going to give it with no roof or, you know, no walls or no electricity. So things like that, right? So you could do that yourself. Like if you're an investor that wants to help somebody, also you need to have paperwork. Right. And it works exactly the same way, but you don't have that person in the middle, right? Right. Okay. And you just triggered something in me that is very, very, also very important. When you have this agreement, guess what? All you wonderful people who are landlords out there know how much I dislike <laughs> the Landlord and Tenant Act and the yeah. Landlord Tenant Board. Guess what? That's a negative because when you have this rent to own agreement, they are still like a tenant and you have to follow those guidelines just like you're just renting to yep. anybody. And that makes me a little bit crazy. But on the other hand, the tenant, like I said before, should be taking care of the property like it's theirs. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to, in my heart, I want to believe that that tenant will not be calling you landlord. Hey, uh, you know, there is a problem. Come and fix this or come and fix that. Or even, you know, again, it's all about paperwork and what you put into that document. So things have to be very clear. Things have to be very um, detailed in this agreement of who's going to shovel because it's snowing outside <laughs> thinking about snow. most likely will be the tenant the tenant buyer right. just remember is if you are buying a property which you are kind of doing right that's it right you will take care of that property. you're not going to call the person that sold you the property and come and do my you know shovel my snow but that's not going to happen so that's the argument right because they're still a tenant and they're still under landlord tenant act you got to watch out for stuff. It has to be spelled out in the contract anyway, but I just want people to be aware. And I'm telling you, this is also my opinion, but my expect expectation when I do a rent to own. If I'm doing a rent to own and I'm going to I'm gonna have to babysit them, then I don't want to do a rent to own. Wrong person. Right, exactly. So that's why that document, documents. Yeah. Very, very important. You can refer back to them when it's on paper. It's 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 worth it twenty thousand dollars worth it <laughs> absolutely so yes. i hope you understand you know this is just uh our opinion what we experience what i've experienced because i've done it before and if it is for you it might be because you are new to the country and you don't have any credit or your credit has been bruised for whatever reason, but you do have a good income i believe in ontario it's a minimum of seventy thousand. collect is that yes. correct yeah. Okay, so that is your household income. So yeah. it could be your husband and wife or your brother, sister, whatever it is combined. And or if you have more, even better. Right. Um, and then just make sure that you put the agreement and that you understand what are the rules and how long it's going to take you for you to purchase that property. And remember to work during that time to fix whatever it is that you didn't make you qualify for it. Maybe it was just a down payment that you didn't have. 
but you have a good credit. Make sure that your credit continues to be the same and continue to save as much as possible because maybe at the time of closing, you can add a little bit more and then have a lower mortgage at that time. So there's lots of things that, and if you do have a question on if a rent to own is for you, remember to contact either Colette and I, and remember to subscribe so we can always answer your questions. So thank you so much, Colette, for being here. Thank you. We'll see you guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com. Thank you.